Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Ethel Nuisser. I'm a research associate at FSR. And I'm here today at the second day of the FSR Global Forum with Dr. Annegret Grobel, Director of International Relations at the German Regulator and President at SEER. So today we take advantage of the recent use on the Clean Energy Package and its recent approval since four hours by yep. the European <laughs> Parliament. So to start, give us some thoughts on how you think this uh, clean energy package, at least its final version, mm -hmm. will shape or will uh, the internal electricity market in Europe. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. And uh, indeed, uh, congratulations to the parliament. They finally started the approval process, uh, fi finished the approval process. And uh, indeed, uh, the electricity market design uh, that is now in the new package will shape uh, the electricity markets in Europe. It will move towards an integrated electricity market, not only in internal, and uh, taking into account uh, that there will be an increasing share of renewables to be integrated both in the market design as well as into the grid. And uh, I think uh, the, the final package balances very well uh, the needs of all the member states, uh, but also cross-border uh, cross trade uh, in order to benefit uh, for all the citizens of Europe from clean energy uh, in, in, in Europe. And I'm very glad that also the important role of uh, the customers, of the consumers, um, being active consumers and uh, prosumers have been taken into account. Uh, of course, uh, all these uh, integration uh, requires more coordination. And so ASA uh, is uh, the uh, agency of the Cooperation of Energy Regulators in Europe, has more has new powers, uh, uh, but also the, there's a new governance and um, the board of regulators in which the 28 or in the future maybe 27 national regulatory authorities are present uh, can uh, modify also proposals by the director uh, in order to have the best uh, option, uh, the best possible decisions of ASA on cross-border issues, which will um, help to um, to balance the, the 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 European needs as well as the uh, national needs. On the side of the operators, we see on the one side ENSOE, um, and uh, we have uh, also new institutions here, NAMOS, the network um, uh, uh, market uh, operators, and. Um, the, uh, that is something which is uh, will also be governed by ASA, and it's very important here uh, also to add the new so-called regional uh, coordination centers, which started as uh, ROCs, the regional operational centers. And the name difference, the the difference in names makes clear already. The original proposal of the Commission foresaw binding decisions by the um, uh, by the ROCs. Uh, however, this was rejected. Uh, in particular by the member states uh, because uh, these um, rocks do not have the um, uh, final uh, responsibility, systems responsibility, and therefore cannot uh, tell others uh, what to do, other operators. So the result here uh, is, is a more balanced approach, in particular that uh, there can only be recommendations from the RCCs uh, and uh, However, of course, as now, uh, operators are committed because they are engaged and involved 
involved in the decision making uh, to follow uh, the recommendations. So in the end, it is a more cooperative approach, which in our view uh, will um, will help uh, the the system to be stabilized uh, and will also um, prevent um, critical network situations. Thank you for this insight. Indeed, the different version of the clean energy package can leave room for interpretation mm -hmm. on even the wording yes. we need to pay special attention and having all these different versions from the commission parliament and council sometimes give to confusion so we need mm -hmm. to have uh, some insight from people that are uh, more integrated in the development mm -hmm. process so another institution which will see the light after the fourth uh, energy uh, package, which is like NSOE for the third, for the fourth is now the EU DSO entity. Mm -hmm. We also have seen different uh, uh, negotiation over it, uh, not uh, like for its governance, uh, which DSO shall be represented, mm -hmm. on which number. And also we have seen uh, some changes in the tasks of the DSO entity, and mainly for the drafting of network codes. It was in the first version that it shall do it when the matter is related to the distribution network instead of NSOE, but now it's more in cooperation of NSOE. Will this different wording impact maybe in the future the, uh, the interaction of this uh, institution not, uh, for the network code development process, for example? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Uh, there, there is now a more, let's say, a more explicit cooperation needed between NSOE and uh, the new EU. Uh, DSO entity, uh, which reflects the increasing importance also uh, of DSOs and the relationship because of the uh, increasing share of uh, distributed energy resources in the uh, in the distribution network. And so there, there's also the need here to have um, uh, the possibility uh, for the uh, DSOs to influence the um, the the uh, network code. Uh, drafted uh, by uh, by NSOE uh, and to influence this in a more, let's say, systematic way rather than what we have seen now where only maybe uh, the, the, there were four different DSO organizations on the European level and it was not always clear um, who said what or who intervened at which moment in time. So in my view, the EU uh, DSO uh, allows a more European and a more systematic approach to the DSOs on those issues which are really related uh, to the European level. Uh, because, for example, there was also originally foreseen that there would be a network code on uh, tariff harmonization, uh, which is uh, kicked out. It's only in uh, the, the, for, the, um, uh, for the TSO level. And I think this is uh, quite right. Uh, CER in particular uh, uh, showed that this is not necessary and would uh, result in a very Necessary bureaucratic network code. Uh, the same, by the way, for uh, the develop network development plans, also on the DSO level. So there's a, less is more in this case, I would say. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, those information. So to say, in the network code uh, development mm -hmm. process, we saw that there is now a different process, and according to the focus area of the network code, it can be adopted as implementing acts or as a delegated act, which mm -hmm. is a way that may give the Commission a faster uh, procedure to adopt the network codes. And also, we have 
we have seen that for the guidelines, similarly to the third package and for the fourth, there is the commission can bypass also the development of network codes through a adopting it as a guideline while having the obligation to consult the different stakeholders. So how would this um, new um, the adoption process, especially for network codes, can uh, shape or can change the different uh, uh, development process in this focus area that are classified uh, mm-hmm. for as delegated acts or as implemented mm-hmm. acts? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think this is a typical European compromise in the end, uh, where you have this distinction with implementing acts on the one side, which allows um, member states, but also ASA in the future, uh, to have uh, more of a saying. And I think this is needed, as, as I said before, um, and delegated acts in other areas uh, where which can be speed which can speed up the process because we all have learned our lesson. I think that. Uh, um, the process we had so far with uh, the uh, comitology process for the network code adoption was quite um, <clears throat> lengthy and sometimes potentially did not lead to the best outcome. So I, we think that also it is better now that uh, ASA can also draft and take over from the ENSOs uh, if uh, the uh, if they if they can't can't come up with a with a meaningful and a sensible proposal. So it's more than the current um, powers which uh, give ASA only the possibility of drafting the framework guidelines and afterward it's it's uh, then the process for the uh, for the comitology <coughs> and for the ENSOs E of course to draft and then that as I said, I think we learned here a lot uh, with the changes and the amendment that we was were required afterwards. Uh, yes, with regard to the guidelines, um, I think uh, we should be fair. Indeed, the Commission has an additional instrument in this case, but we also have to see that uh, for the CACAM guidelines, which uh, started the whole debate, uh, I think uh, even so, it uh, st- restarted the whole process at that time, uh, the Commission uh, had also a, a point uh, because uh, if the uh, if a network code uh, can cannot be precise enough on the uh, obligations and uh, the rules uh, that it should uh, in fact uh, make explicit, uh, it um, there's a risk that this then would lead uh, to an area which is not legally. Uh, correct and which would provide potentially uh, more powers to the uh, TSOs than uh, they should have uh, if the process is proper. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Ms. Uh, Annegret, for uh, those uh, information about the, in, uh, the news of the Clean Energy Package. <coughs> and with this, we arrive to the end of our interview. So we hope also to see you in future events at FSR here. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much for the interview. Thank you. Thank you.